0: Hey, have you ever felt you have a story that needs to be told and can inspire others? We got you covered here at ASMI, which means confident girl in Sanskrit, taken from Aham ASMI, meaning I am. Join our weekly podcast to unravel inspiring, beautiful, untold stories of women only at ASMI. Gender pay gaps, low diversity, and name-calling like boss bitches behenji free me leader etc in modern world women have been going out to office and earning their own living but the work doesn't just stop there the life becomes miserable at times from there onwards corporate offices are not always safe workplace for women to go and survive over there. If we are ambitious then why are you too ambitious? If we are not then why things are not happening in the right way? If we are wearing traditional then we are Benji's. If we are not wearing traditional then we are too modern. If we are working late that's a problem. If you are not working late then that is also a problem. So in today's untold story we are going to talk about a woman who finally said no to the unfairness in her office corporate world, and she said that she's going to start her own journey of entrepreneurship after leaving her high paying job. It was difficult, it was very brave of her, and we are going to meet today Shruti Sundaram, who's going to talk about her corporate to business journey today. Asmi, I am- Right, Shruti, hi and welcome to Asmi. Uh, I would first like to start off with the incident that we were just talking about. What shook you so much that you had to take a stand and say that you are going to uh, now quit a high-paying job? Um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting
1: me. It means a lot to me. Um, I think there were... There were a lot of incidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, two particularly stands out, like one was an incident and one was a face. Um, there was a colleague of mine, uh, she was my teammate and uh, she was, you know, working during her pregnancy too. Yeah. And, you know, during the hike cycle that we have typically in our offices, uh, she had gone on maternity leave just two months before like. uh, that cycle. You oh, know? okay and um, and she was working for 10 months of the year um, in a night shift and actually even her baby had gone into the night shift mode you know it used to be awake in the night and it used to sleep during the day yeah
0: because that happens during pregnancy well however mother is working your baby actually adapts to that exactly yeah.
1: exactly mm-hmm. yeah And she was expecting a promotion. She had like waving reviews from all clients and everyone. She was a great worker. She was amazing. Like just gave her 200% and we could all see it. Um, But because she was on maternity leave, um, you know, they said, no, we aren't giving you a promotion now or, you know, probably next year. Right. And that at that moment, I didn't actually speak up. I don't think I had the guts to speak up and even show support to her but it really stuck with me right and then the other incident or a phase was like how they of course we all know about the work cultures in corporate right like right. We, it is called a 40 hour work week but it's never a 40 hour work week right it's always a 50 60 hours work week like there was a time when i had to miss my anniversary and worked for 12 hours when my husband was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had fever and stuff like that. That um there were like weeks when I was just working in front of the laptop, especially in the last couple of months before I quit my job. Um, yeah, there was there was a massive phase of really overworking, and
0: I was like, I don't want to live. This happens like this. with a lot of men as well as women both. It's the overall culture of corporate that we are talking about yes. right now here, right? Uh, specifically for women also you saw that there were a lot of biases that was coming out? Yeah, like <clears throat> I don't think people realize that it's a bias. Mm.
1: You know? That's what I noticed. Like because the comments are so casual, like, oh you are a good developer for a woman. Yeah. You know? Or oh a woman became the director? Oh, like she would support just women. Like she wouldn't support men
0: at all. Mm. You know? things like that it's a very uh, straightforward thinking and stereotyping that has been done that uh, yeah. a woman cannot become a good developer yeah very clearly that's the mindset right yeah yeah you know oh like oh
1: you're staying late is your <laughs> is your husband okay with it you know things like that and i'm like yeah my
0: god yeah, it just, just Sometimes so we much. have to come back and say that uh, Yes, aren't you staying back late? Is your wife okay with it too? <laughs> yes, you have to say that <laughs> Yeah, don't you have to go and cook for your wife? Like,
1: <laughs> right? yes
0: If you are enjoying this podcast Do share, like and follow us On Asmi Talk Stories The Untold Stories of Women but a very, very brave decision to, uh, come out of corporate culture. I know this myself because I had to fight with a lot of my family members, a lot of people I had to justify oh. why I'm doing this. Uh, so how, how are you able to manage it Were your family and everyone supportive about this? So initially, um
1: I started my side hustle with writing, right? So Mm. when I started writing, when I started getting gigs and stuff Mm. like that, my parents, my husband, they just thought it was a hobby, you know, something that she's doing on the side because I had been writing for years um, when I was in school and then I had a long gap, but after a point of time I was like no I love my creative side, I just love it, I love the feeling of when an idea is formed in my head and just translating it on paper or translating it into a form you know um, <clears throat> and that's when I started speaking to them about it and it was it was a whole journey, um, probably took a year. My husband got convinced much faster than my parents and then he started supporting me Uh, you know in me convincing my parents (laughs) Um, because there was always like they were it came from a place of concern Mm. you know because none of no one in my family has ever run a business I'm the first person to get into business and I'm also someone who's extremely financially independent Mm. I don't like uh, depending on anyone so my mom was like if you do have months where you don't get money like how would you act how would you react I don't know how that shwati would react you know and yeah it was a it was a massive journey but I think the the change was when I told them and I was firm I think I was also going through my lows right like right. I was not that confident of whether I can do this Absolutely. I just wanted to do it I don't know if I was confident enough I think one day I just told my parents that I'm going to <laughs> Uh it I'm like I'm not asking you I'm not, uh, you know, taking your advisor opinion. I'm just informing you. And I think they saw that change. And then it shifted. Something shifted in them um, that, you
0: know, this girl is just going to do this. She's not going to stand back. Whatever we say. The mindset was that you're going to shift and you're going to quit your job, but you're going to stay at home. It wasn't like she's taking up some other big thing Hmm that support and that mindset was not there very clearly right no um
1: i think that mindset was there with others in the family but with my parents they always knew that i'm going i'm a career oriented person they were like others in the family is your husband no 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 this is just close family right i'm talking about yeah. extended family extended family so okay. they were like when i quit and i used to be on my laptop they, they used to be like what are you doing what work are you doing like haven't you already quit your job like and i'm like no i run a business like <laughs> oh what business and in india people don't truly understand business coaching because they you know sort of compare coaching with training um you know these iitj trainings and Correct. that sort of training. Correct so so yeah so that was a huge thing for me Hmm. and i used to sort of phase when someone used to ask oh what do you do right because that's a that's a big question (laughs) and uh, i I
0: just wish that they could understand that the kind of support somebody who's quitting job i mean uh, coming out of that comfort zone of not getting that paycheck at the end of the month and then struggling every day to get that new gig get that new job get yeah. that new project it's it's a complete struggle and i wish that families could support women more on this because yeah. they need to yeah very clearly yeah so when you started doing this and you started hearing these comments etc was there sometime there is there was a like a super low time also that hmm. came when you did not had kids where there it became a little challenging for you so others comments and support
1: um, affected me on- only until a point, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was my own self-confidence, uh, um, my thoughts in You're my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, I actually don't give that much of a damn about others. I realized it quite it's late. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, a, it's all me, you know, I have so high standards for myself. And when I don't meet it, I take so much pressure on myself and that sort of ruins everything so for me the last two years has been a journey of just not putting so much pressure on myself absolutely
0: goshruti seriously i mean this this is the courage that we want from all that the confidence that you just now spoke about that's what is required so how was your husband's support let's uh, talk about that so i'm an extremely
1: logical person, hmm. sorry, emotional person. And hmm. he's an extremely logical person, hmm. right? So he was like, okay, so if you're going to do this, what are this? what's a six month plan? What's the eight month plan? Hmm. plan? You know, okay. What are the next three steps? What are the next five steps? Give me a business plan, something, you know, and initially for all his, um, questions, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making it. I don't know. And he had to, for him, that was the change you know, sort of trusting me that I am a person who wins it. Like that's where I thrive the most in uncertainty and I somehow figure out things, you know, at the end of the day, it's been two years now, since I quit my job and I've survived, you know, and, and uh, he
0: gets into that little more thing where you go and you go celebrate those small wins and achievements. Right. Let's talk about that also. That was very cute too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think a couple of months back, Um, we were having a conversation in our balcony and he was like and I was just telling him like how I don't I'm not I'm not an inherently grateful person because Mm -hmm. if something good happens to me I'm like okay what's next you know so I don't pause I don't celebrate I don't thank God Um, and he's like then let's start it now you know and then he was like okay anytime you get a client let it be an Indian client let it be a scholarship client let it be a client from abroad anything anytime something good happens we are going to celebrate in some small way depending on whatever budget we have either we can order in or we can go out and have a small street side food or you know I'll cook something for you like just keep our phones aside and let's just sit, sit. yeah sit with it um, Yeah, as small thing as like going and eating Pani Puri outside or, you know, ordering a small pizza or something of that sort. Um, Or him cooking or us cooking together, you know. And I was (laughs) like, okay, (laughs) this seems like I'm not used to this. I'm not used to pausing and celebrating. And he was like, no let's let's start doing it
0: you know it's it's very important when you were saying i was just thinking that getting that small little support also from yeah. somebody who's close to you somebody who's there yeah it it means a lot and yeah. that gives you the kind of courage the fuel that you get seriously it awesome. is it takes you to another level altogether yeah. so people who are out there who have women at home who are working from home please please make sure that you do this and you are taking care of uh, and supporting in small little ways that you can that's extremely yeah. important yeah, yeah, now yeah. before we move on to the next one i wanted to understand first from you you talked about you are a spiritual business coach yes so what is a business coach and how is it different from spiritual business coach okay so there are business coaches of different niche hmm. you know who support
1: different industries right right but I am someone who um, helps first-time coaches, consultants, and healers. Anyone who is setting up an online business go from zero to the first couple thousand dollars, nice. right? Because that is the toughest part. Toughest. Yeah. And that laying that foundation and there's a lot of healing involved. Um, Especially with women, there is a lot of money trauma, there is a lot of self-confidence issues. There's a lot of being told that you're not good enough, right? There's a lot of um, financial insecurity that they face. There's a lot of lack of support at home in general itself, right? Um, And so initially I used to just do business coaching for people to go from point a to point b Mm -hmm. uh in their coaching healing or consulting businesses right right and then at a point so when you're asking questions from people there comes a point when they're like i don't know why i do this you know right they're like i don't i know i know it's a negative pattern i know i keep repeating this but i don't know why i do this i don't know how to break it Right? And there is only so far
0: that you can go with questions. And, and that is the point where actually a lot of startups quit, yeah. a lot of startups <laughs> fail. Uh, getting a right support and uh, mindset support, that is extremely important because a lot of people say that many startups survive yeah. because of the grit that mm-hmm. they have shown or the perseverance yeah. that they have shown. So very clearly, this comes out that your support definitely can help somebody who's starting up sail yeah, through.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's and amazing. that was, I think, that's why I became this because I don't think when I was in starting my entrepreneurial journey, I right. didn't have anyone like that, you know. Um, and that's why I started doing this. So there comes a point when I ask a question to them, and they're like, "I don't know." And so, how can I go deeper? I was stuck for a point of time. I think that was also the same time that I was also going through my own healing phase and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's when I came across a lot of healing modalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, like chakra healing, somatic healing, there is sound therapy. Like, it's, it's a vast ocean that I don't think we can even comprehend the limit, you know. And then I started working with a healer. And then it was... Beautiful. I think that was the time that I found my connection with God. Wow. Um because we are also grown in really religious setups, right? And to define our definition of spirituality becomes very difficult. Really? So and um so that was a track that was going on, you know. With healing, you can dive deeper, you can go deeper into the traumas that people have faced right. and truly heal it. And also that um Entrepreneurship is a very lonely journey. It is
0: it is so lonely. Like I I mean I when you're talking no it is all coming back to me that how it happened, how it started. And uh, seriously what what you're talking about it's it's really taking me back some 10 years back right now.
1: It is it is and I mean you you have the support system where you can share things with people. Yes. But they can only empathize.
0: Yeah. They can't truly get, what, get you're to, uh, yeah, what you're going through yeah what you're going through absolutely not
1: so you need that support system and for me that support system was god i think
0: i have uh, many times i discuss this at home and uh, you get that hmm, i understand yeah. hmm, it's good but what actually happens it's it's difficult and uh, for women entrepreneurs a lot of times even finding a co-founder becomes extremely oh. challenging and difficult so lot of things are there I mean not a yeah. small uh, uh, thing so, so coming back to what you have been doing and yeah. uh, how uh, something like a strong advice that you would like to give uh, first I would like you to talk about in corporates um, like you've seen a lot of gender biasness you've see, seen a lot of stereotyping uh, how should people react these kind of situations being a woman and being a man also
1: I think as a woman when you get um, male shamanistic comments hmm. I think you have got to be sarcastic <laughs> because you can't be,
0: yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> right you have to hit them but not hit them <laughs> yeah. because and I think it, it is a skill being right. sarcastic is a skill. Right. Uh, I learned that very late. Right. Because your first instinct is anger. Yeah. Absolutely. But you can't show that anger because then you will be termed as too emotional. Correct. <laughs> right. You don't want to shut up and go. Right. So what is
0: the middle point? Okay. It's this, right? And how would you uh, treat this if you were a man? I think ask
1: questions if you don't know. Um, don't just assume and give comments um, if if you're if you actually come out of the four walls that you have built around you and just look at the woman working around you and see her as a person as an equal and ask her questions to understand her rather than coming with your own biases yeah. and coming with your own assumptions and making rude insane comments based on those biases and assumptions that's I mean that's when it gets irritating Um, and I have seen men you know who who genuinely who don't realize that that's what I said I think in the beginning also right they don't realize that they can hurt a woman because a woman has been hearing this for so many years yeah right so that's where sarcasm
0: comes somewhere I think Women also get used to it and they're like, okay, this has been happening and uh, they just push it through. Anyways, uh, we have been talking a lot and I want to make this very, very uh, interesting conversation into more interesting one. So uh, let's talk about the next section that we are going to start now, which is the rapid fire round. (laughs) Rapid fire so the rapid fire, the first question we have for you is that, uh, how would you spend your evening? What is your choicest? Oh, sunsets. sunsets. I, I just love sunsets on over or lake. Okay, um, with somebody special? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. <laughs> I don't have to go look for him. You will always have it, yeah. But I I was asking especially because a lot of women say that I want to spend my time alone. So yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think I think that's the thing. So both of us, we give each other so much space that sometimes I'm like, yes, we need to spend some time together
0: also. (laughs) Okay. So you're a movie person, um, art person. What is your favorite pastime? I'm a music and a books person. Music
1: and yeah, I get really, I love to let my imagination run wild. I think
0: movies really uh, boxes up my imagination somehow. Uh, The next question is that uh, if you're granted three wishes, what would you take?
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, this is really hard.
1: (laughs) Um, I really want uh, it's been my dream. This is probably my second wish, but it has come up first. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been my dream to educate hundred girls. Like that's my goal. Oh, nice. um, so I was actually even planning my budget accordingly, uh-huh. you know, okay, this year two or three next year, okay, whatever. So yeah, it would be really cool if I could educate 100 girls. Wow. Um, the second, the first, this uh-huh. was the second. So the first one is get a, get my dream house next to a river or a lake. Wow. I'm a water person. Um, Quite so, obvious. Yes, yes. I I need water around me. Um, yeah, and that would be and a really traditional home. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah. And third one, yeah, I don't need a third one. Yeah, these two are like more than enough. I know I'm good enough to one. I'm sure
0: you can be a perfect Aladdin who can set the genie free in the third one. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the next question, which is that if you are given a choice between uh, you know, spending your time uh, on a vacation, what typically your vacation would be? A lot of
1: conversations, mm-hmm. a lot of water bodies, <laughs> uh, a lot of sunsets and sunrises and sleep um, and good food. Oh, uh, we were just planning to go on just a food trip, you know, where the main thing is food. Mm-hmm. Like just go and try different kinds Speaking of
0: things Speaking of that, which is your favorite cuisine? This is so hard,
1: but South Indian, yeah, typical Tamil food. I'm a Tamilian, and I love. Um, I I just I just get so emotional when I. Um, have, you know, are just like dunked in sambar and chutney <laughs> and like uh, some and uh, curry and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, I go crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. So cool Shruti. I mean, uh, having conversation with you and then forgetting about that any of the equipments are between us. That was amazing. And I really had a great time with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Like it was it was beautiful. Um, this was my first experience of something like this. And thank you for giving me this memory and this experience. It was, it was brilliant. It was amazing.
0: So it is said that 20 to 30 percent women workforce are there in India. And we are contributing there, but there's still more to do. All we ask for is safe workplaces which are gender bias free, which we are not being stereotyped, where people are not judging us for small little incidences that are happening. If you are looking for a more diverse workplace, these are the things which will make an impact and will bring back more women to workforce. All we are asking you is to give us an open mindset and a fair chance to all the women who are working with you. We at ASMI always promote financial independence of women. We are also protecting a lot of domestic violence victims. So, if you want to support us, please do that by supporting this show. Do like, share, and subscribe us. And of course, your donations definitely help. This is me, Iti, signing off from ASMI, the Untold Stories of Women. Thank you for listening to incredible stories of ASMI, of women who have made a difference. If you have a story to tell, write to us on info at asmi.co.in. Do follow us for more such stories. Until then, have a great time ahead.